Uh, welcome back to the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. We're a drinking podcast with a comic book problem. Shake the shit out of it. We'll, we'll get to the good stuff first. Uh, hey, welcome everybody to another episode of Funny Books and Firewater Podcast. I'm sure I cut in right there because there's nothing before this I could actually fucking use unless I want to throw Lane under the bus for wanting to rush through this. Uh, but, but you're that, more than welcome to it. I, I, I mean, I might. You know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Adam's so, so very, and my ringtone, which is very funny, especially when it rings at work and it's very like you two going off at work is like, you're a goddamn liar. You bitch. You're a goddamn liar. You bitch. You're a goddamn liar. Like our group texts. I mean, I, I just need something for Todd at some point in time. Um, but, uh, Frank fucker. Oh, okay. there you go. That, might be it. <laughs> that one's the one that's going to get me into trouble though. Uh, so I, I, I was doing a gig at a church and, or no, I was, I was hanging out with, um, some, uh, uh, some church people and uh, and the uh, your goddamn liar turned out like. Oh, I'm sure the goddamn is the worst yeah. one that I that you can yeah. think because I noticed that people are like you say GD quite a lot and I'm uh-huh. like I'm sorry what yeah mm. yeah so I'm like oh I gotta I gotta put my phone on silent anyway uh, keeping my phone on silent we have uh, Mr. Adam and Ms. Lena and then not yet having a ringtone on my phone but probably will have one now we have Mr. Todd so hi about time I know hey. and uh, and hey I'm Brian so. Uh, this week we are in our third, fourth week of May the Fourth Be With You. Um, we are reading Thrawn, which is yeah. uh, really okay. This is interesting. Um, so yeah, it's based. Well, on I'm not a, the only one that was like, Meh. okay. Meh. Um, well, okay, you're, you're entitled to your wrong opinion. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this could be interesting. See, this yeah. is the problem, Lenny. You cursed yourself because now we're going to have a lively debate, and you're not oh, going to no. get the food any sooner. It's going to be <laughs> terrible. I know. See, you jinxed yourself. Um, but uh, Mr. Adam, what is our cocktail for this week? So our cocktail is called the Chiss Ascendancy. Uh, you're going to take one ounce of pineapple rum, one ounce of coconut rum, one ounce of hypnotic, a splash of pineapple juice. You're going to add all that to an ice-filled shaker, shake the shit out of it, strain into an ice-filled glass, and then you're going to top with two stemless maraschino cherries. Oh, okay. I was all in until you said hypnotic. <laughs> well, it was either that or I was going to go with blue curacao, but then we use blue curacao so much. I know. I was like, yeah, we'll try something different this time. Anytime something <sighs> needs to be like a blue lagoon or tropical, it's always blue curacao. Like, always. Um, okay. Well, Lena, you need a drink. What is your drinking yeah. game for this week? Uh, Star Trek? Uh, <laughs> every time you question, is this really Star Wars or is this a Star Trek episode? Uh, take drink. Okay. Mr. Todd. Too cool for this room. Every time someone thinks they've bested Thrawn, he's like, really? I thought you because this has been my plan all along. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mr. Adam. Uh, mine's called High Culture. Uh, basically, every single time he's reading someone's culture or asking questions to learn about them so he can destroy them later. Okay. And mine is called Day Quill, Night Quill. Every time someone is given a new ensign badge that they put on. Uh, I love that, like, I said I that, that. And I, I see people like immediately laugh. Like, they know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah. Every time they're given a, an Imperial uh, badge of uh, whatever ranking they are, have achieved, oh take a drink. That's really fucking good. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah, I like he, that one. And I, I really enjoyed this book, but yes, that does happen all the time. Yeah, so it really does. Like at one point in time, it's a plot wonderful. point where like he holds on to an extra one just to use it as a beacon. Okay, Landon, you're rolling your eyes. 
you fucking hated it. What, what, what's okay, your, what's so your here's issues? the whole thing. I liked the character. Yeah. I liked the character Thrawn. I think the way that they wrote him was great. But everything else around it, it felt like an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. It did not feel like Star Wars. And maybe it's because I don't know all of the things that have to do with Star Wars. Mm-hmm. My Star Wars knowledge is Luke and Leia and Han and Anakin and Padme or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's it's the it's the core kind of group yeah. and everything. The, the, the basically just the film. The films, yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't. And I think that's why I liked the books that we've read so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, except the, for the last one. Well, the last one. <laughs> even none of us liked that. That was not. It was just not. That's not Star Wars. That was the fact. Whatever. I, I just the fact that Han Solo was green and weird. I just anyway. No, it's because um, it was the Star Wars. The Star Wars. It was a rough, rough draft. That was that was it was a rough draft. So we're just gonna say the edits were necessary. Anyway, yeah. the characters in this weren't bad. They were good characters, but I just was like, okay, like this just feels like, especially when they went to the ship that was like broken down and it was all the pirates. And I was like, this literally is an episode of Star Trek. I mean, I, I'm like, I actually, it's almost exactly episode. an episode of Firefly. Technically, I was actually <laughs> thinking that when I was reading it. So, but <laughs> it's it's those pieces where. It was like this just doesn't feel like Star Trek. This feel like I, half the time I forgot that they were rebels. It felt very strange to me. I, I just didn't understand. Like, and then the um oh god, what I forget what the hell I I even had. I was ready to text you too, Brian, mm-hmm. when it was Thrawn and the um pirate with the circles on his face, whatever the hell yeah. his name was. Yeah. Um, there was something. Then their interaction towards the end of the book when he's like, "Come be a part of." the Chris, right? Chris, yeah. Chris, whatever yeah. the hell it is. Um, Chiss. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, I said Chiss. Chiss. That's I said too, yeah. So like, you know, that he was like, you know, how crazy would it be or whatever? I, there was something that was in the art and I wish I, I should have written it down and I didn't. But <laughs> I love yourself at it. <laughs> <laughs> there was, there was something that happened in that interaction that I was watching and I'm going, Oh, the art. He looks like, um, uh, uh, Nightcrawler. Oh, yeah. Mm. A few times. It literally, yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, I'm on the page right now, yeah. The pages that have them talking with the the way that it's drawn and everything, I was like, okay, so now I'm in X-Men. Like, yeah. it, it, he, they drew him like he looked like Nightcrawler talking to Wolverine. I was like, okay. Well, and then, of course, a few scenes later, he's talking to You're a not wrong. sitting down. So, you know, I mean, they got, they got Xavier in there, too. Yeah, well, I, there's, it, it, it felt like they just didn't have, like I feel like the character seems to be real. Like they got the character pretty good, but in terms of the the the, the missions and the everything else and the art around it, it just felt like I just kept going between like everything but Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And even when you see you see Vader for like a, a second, they show Anakin and everything, and it's like, hey, this is still Star Wars. You know, for don't don't forget it's Star Wars, and it's like, mm-hmm. okay, um, I don't know. I just I like could give a shit about any of these characters other than him. Mm-hmm. I just thought everybody, because especially the girl, the one that started out 
out as like the the minor, and then she became like an an assistant or governor. whatever, and then she was governor, yeah. mm-hmm. and it was like I don't care at all. And then she was saving her parents. That whole thing with saving her parents at the end, where she was killing everybody, and I was like, okay, is it because she's trying to save her parents, or is she a, like I I totally lost it. And at that point, I was just like, I'm done. I just I don't I don't care. Like I I guess even with the other like with with everything that I've seen with Star Wars, it always tends to come back to the rebels versus the empire or like there's something that that always comes back to that piece and this mm-hmm. just felt like infighting kind of okay i don't know um maybe i, I missed with you. it well no no like, i disagree <laughs> with you but um i also know uh, adam seemed to indicate that he liked this book as well so uh adam what are your thoughts as a counterpoint well so a couple things is like you know lenny you're not right as you know with the artwork at the end i was even thinking the same thing so when you said yeah. that i was like i i flipped right to the page i knew exactly what you were talking about <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is now an X-Men book. Uh, you know, as far as, so like you said, you're you're a Star Wars fan and you love the movies. And yes, that makes you a Star Wars fan, but we're not going to do the stupid, like, well, you didn't read this comic or do this. That's, that's yeah. Well, and stupid. here's the thing. I am very well aware that I am like very surface level fan of Star Wars. Like I am sure. not, you know, like I totally understand the fact that I am just not a like diehard, read the comics, read the books, get into all those things. That is my boyfriend. That is not mm-hmm. me. <laughs> so yeah but the, the one thing I've, and before i get to my thing i've always hated was that the the, the gatekeeping in the, in the geek community were like you said like you you love the movies you're you know all about them and you're a star wars fan you're just as much of a star wars fan as your boyfriend who's gone and read the books and played the games and everything else and i i i hate when people are like oh well, you're not a real star wars fan unless you can tell me like what was the name of the stormtrooper in episode three you know that that bullshit you know comic book yeah. that stuff from the simpsons his name was <laughs> fuck you um <laughs> So yeah, so if you uh, if you like Star Wars, you're a Star Wars fan. That's just that's my yeah. soapbox. I'm gonna climb off it. Uh, so a couple of things I did like about this was you know we, we talked last week. Because uh, Todd, you read Heir to the Empire in that trilogy, correct? Yeah, where they, loved so it. where they introduced Thrawn and Thrawn originally started out was after the Empire had fallen. He was kind of like in between. If we're gonna do with the movies, Episode six and seven, and when they yeah. moved him into the actual universe and made him canon, that's when they kind of put him in between Episodes three and four, where he's actually working. This is before the Rebels kind of existed. They were just a ragtag like hadn't even like i don't think they even had a symbol yet so there's a really cool easter egg here from the disney tv show rebels where they're talking about these people on lothal who are causing problems and you get the silhouettes of like kanan and ezra and zeb and all them so for people who had seen that that was a cool like oh yeah this is how he's going to get involved over here and that's why it was kind of important to have the character who became the governor of lothal because that shows how he was drawn was drawn in to that uh kind of altercation so for me like i love the character and i think they did a really good job of bringing the throne character to life from the Legend series with Heir to the Empire and everything else. And I've loved everything about, again, his character, just like you did, Lena. I, I think that they, they made him interesting. They show that, you know, he was, you know, plots upon plots upon plots, and that he always was the smartest guy in the room who could figure everything out. And I love the fact that he was asking questions. He wanted to know about people's culture because he could predict what they were going to do based on their, their history kind of thing. And for me, that just, that was a sweet spot for me because that's what he did, you know, in the books. That's what he did in Rebels. So it really straight t- stayed true to that character that I fell in love with. And it was kind of fun to see that in the long run, he actually kind of was working for the Chiss as well, because he's like, hey, if you the Empire fucks my people over, I'm going to end it. And honestly, of everyone who fought against the Empire, I think he's probably the only one who could have had a chance of winning because mm-hmm. of how smart he was and everything else. And he can make you think, oh, you're going off on this little thing to do this. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, and Coruscant blew up because the Death Star malfunctioned and blah, blah, blah. I can see him doing that. Mm-hmm. And I think the book did a very, very good job of bringing that to life and showing that. I loved it. I'm not, I'm not trying to 
talk shit on it. Yeah, the worst things I didn't like, like the the rebel dude, uh, Swan Song, whatever Night Swan, whatever his name was, couldn't really give a shit about him. I honestly mm-hmm. didn't. He was just kind of there. I get he had to have some kind of foil for his character, but it was really interesting to see the fact that he's like, "Hey, I will be an admiral someday," and they're like, "Well, when the Chiss say something, they're going to do it or die trying." And almost how mm-hmm. easy it was for him to do that. And it just kind of showed how, as much of a huge you know machine and conglomerate thing that the Empire was, this was actually how easy it was if you were that intelligent to get in and get to where you wanted to be and become that person who probably could have taken it down. So I, I just thought it stayed really true to the character. Uh, the artwork wasn't my favorite. I think it could have, you know, in some parts, parts it's really cool and amazing. Other parts, it's Nightcrawler versus Wolverine. And I didn't like the little circles under his eyes, but I had a blast reading it and I would love to go read more. I don't know. Did I they do another series? I think it was a one-off, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I think this is a, is a one-off little mini-series to my understanding. Yeah. I, I think he, he guest stars in some other ones. And if you've watched Rebels, spoiler alert, uh, he kind of goes away at the end of that. And I'd like to see the story of how he comes back because you don't throw away a character like this mm-hmm. just because you can. But I I had a blast with it. I mean, I, I want to go back and I want more of it. I want more yeah. of Thrawn. And whether that's from this format, and I, I haven't read the book. I know there's the new book came out that, uh, or trilogy that Maya loved. Mr. Maya, not Miss mm-hmm. Maya. Yeah. So I, I that actually piqued my interest to go look into that. And as soon as I finish uh, the three books I'm currently reading, I'm probably going to go hop into that. So Okay. Um. So, I mean, Todd, you've read the books as well. So, uh, so what are your thoughts? So, when I say I read the books, I read the books when they came out. Same here, yeah. I read them like, I was in high school or junior high school when they... I, it I was. Them. I was a young lad, you know, before the balls dropped and that whole bit. <laughs> How you doing, Lena? <laughs> I got her on hey, that Hey, you're making the dirty jokes this time, not me. <laughs> it wasn't a dirty joke. It was a statement of fact. So it's when you went from hello to hello. <laughs> yes, and that's why I'm very white today. No, it's um. I love the character of Thrawn, and I think they got Thrawn pretty good. But I, what I ask myself is, I already love Thrawn, and this is Thrawn, therefore I love it. Or is this any good? And they got Thrawn pretty well, and they got Thrawn pretty well. Okay, but nothing else around it all that much, right? And in the books prior to this, you have Thrawn. Grand Admiral Thrawn, who's been that way for a while, he comes back, he's this mysterious leader. He's not a human where the Empire hates humans in general. Mm -hmm. And yet he is leading the whole ragtag group around, kicking ass, taking names. And there was a mysterious tuniness to it. And watching him here, really the challenge of what the writer had was, how do I give backstory to a guy? Because if you kill the mysteriousness, sometimes it kills the character. Yeah. Right? And in some ways, as much as I love Thrawn or like Vader is, I don't really care about I mean, you take the movie Halloween and you have Mike Myers. I don't care. The less I know about Mike Myers, the better. Yeah, that's why Halloween Frankly. 2 by Rob Zombie sucks. Like, let's and, let's see if we can destroy a well-loved series. I mean, I love Rob and, Zombie, don't get me wrong, but, like, really, those Halloween movies dude, are Dude, yes, his hits and misses. Yes, and, oh, yes. And he swings, and there are strikes. But I was concerned coming into this. It was like, oh, he's thrown in his younger days. And you're like, mm. and they did pretty good. As well as one could have hoped. But it's not. And as I've really thought to myself, I read this on a plane. And I'm going, does this make the recollection of 20 years ago mm-hmm. make those books better? Or does it take away? So is it additive or subtractive of the character? And, and see, and I thought fine. it was an adaptation of those. It's not, though. No. You're saying it's, no, it's, it's no. Okay. So okay. the books, when they came out, again, when the books came out, Heir to the Empire, I think, I do believe it was originally slated as like episode seven okay. when it yeah. came out. Because mm-hmm. that also had Killer in it, didn't it? The Star Killer, the Sun Smasher. Oh no, that was the. That might that was have, the, I just the two best things out of those books was 
was Mara Jade and Grand Admiral Thrawn. No, that was uh, that was the different one. That was the Jedi Academy series. Okay, but but Mara Jade, the Hand of the Emperor, was also fantastic. Hey, buddy. So, and I would love to see more with Mara Jade. I think that's also an untapped thing there. But with Thrawn, it was. It was fine. The when you said, "Oh, this feels like a Star Trek episode," I'm like, "All right, Lana, you nailed it. Thank you." And the um, politics of the Empire is the whole reason why Phantom Menace is boring because we're talking about trade war negotiations. Yeah, and I thought it was going to be acting, but that's just me. It was both. But the but you go there with the story, and the thing is, you have the politics of the Empire, and it's Star Wars is a lot of things, but sitting in boardrooms and talking as a primary thing of talking about things is not what it's known for. Yeah. Not that it can't be. It's just I haven't seen it done great mm-hmm. in Star Wars, and I still haven't seen it done great. It. I really enjoyed Thrawn. I went in going, I love Thrawn. Let's watch. Let's see what they do with Thrawn. And I'm like, oh, Thrawn's fine. Everyone else, I don't care. Yeah. Okay. The funny thing so, is, is that everything I loved about this book, someone else has hated, which is very interesting. Um, no, by all means. And even yeah. I wanted to like the uh, translator dude. Yeah. Still mm. didn't care okay he was um, whiny he was a little bit whiny yeah like so my thought he was the luke is, skywalker of this book yeah a little bit really what he is is he's the dr watson without the personality because yeah yeah really thrawn is, is uh is sherlock and um mm-hmm. whatever his buddy is is uh watson the thing i like right. about this book there's a couple things i liked about this book one is that sometimes when you see a character who is supposed to be really smart they don't really hide the clues that they're supposed to uncover well enough that it seems seems like he actually is smart. Sometimes it's really obvious shit, or sometimes it's just like so duas machina out of left field. You're like, there's no way he would have fucking known that. Here, there seemed to sure. be sort of a logic that he was following, which I liked. Um, and I think part of it too is I think that that depth comes from the fact that there are actual novels written about this guy. You know I mean? Rather than just being like, not to say that comic books can't have good characterization, but they're not going to jump into that as much in the first four issues. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I also like the fact though that he had a bit of a blind spot and there was someone else who could fill that in. That The one woman who um, was trying to get revenge for her parents' uh, farm being taken over, which I liked that issue. I thought it was really interesting to see someone else you know, working within the system doing stuff. She points out the fact, she's like, your buddy there, he wants to be moved up, and you really need to get him moved up. And he's like, well, that's not, politics has nothing to do with, you know, military. And she's like, sitting there going like, but like, I think she's right, though. Like, if, if, he, if that guy, if Thrawn keeps getting promoted, and that guy doesn't get promoted, that guy's either gonna sabotage Thrawn, or just fucking quit and leave, and leave him in the dust. And so, like, I like the fact that like as a character who's so smart he did still have a blind spot um i do think the weakness at points is in the art i will agree with that the thing i it's weird because it's like a lot of the other star wars books and even the cover of this it's really glossy really precise work most of the time and this has a lot more of a sketchy quality but like not quite as cool as like like a, a sean murphy kind of thing like it looked like it was trying like there's like a couple of the old characters that have like a bunch of straight lines all over their face and it was just like i don't really know what you're, so you're saying they cheaped out on the art for this one a little bit yeah i, I yeah. would say yeah. that yeah more uh, than a little <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really sure what type of aesthetic they're trying to go for with the art. Yeah, because then they have the weird, like, they have the weird dotted, like, old school shading in it, like, at certain points in time. Like, it's a little, it's a little weird, like, art-wise. Um, and, mm. and I don't know. But, um, yeah, in general, I actually really liked it. I thought, I didn't know anything about this character beforehand. Um, so, like, I thought he was, a, I thought it was interesting, and I liked it. I, I don't know. I, I enjoyed it, but, like, like I said, everything I liked about it, someone else didn't, and that's fine. Uh, but, you know, that's, sure. that's how it goes, I guess. So I guess what I will say, connected and unconnected to this, I still think if Heir to the Empire, Dark Force Rising, and Last Command were actually the sequel trilogy, it would have been better. Um, okay. 
I, I don't. What know do you think, looks, Adam? So I, I think the reason why they didn't go with that was Luke's old. Luke, well, Luke's old, and it, it, that's part of it. I mean, you, you and we didn't have the technology to do any kind of you know, right. Luke's old, but I, I do think the reason why they didn't do that was well, one, everyone's old, so you can't do everyone's old years later. Yeah. Uh, and Disney had decided when they bought Star Wars to be like, hey, so everything that's been happening except for the Clone Wars TV series and the doesn't movies count. that doesn't count. So now all of a sudden they're like, because honestly, as much as there's some really great stories there, there's a lot of shitty stories, and the timeline had gotten so calm. I mean, Chewbacca died because a moon fell on top of him. R.A. Salvatore wrote that with pride. That was amazing. He wrote it with pride. He was told to kill Chewbacca, and he's like, how do you kill this guy? I'm gonna crash a moon on top of him. Or, or something, yeah. So, I think yeah. the kind of, the problem they have with that was that now they're like, okay, we have to do this new thing. And so they, they did bring Thrawn back with Rebels, and they're kind of slowly bringing back the bits and pieces Well, that... and he's referenced in the second season of Mandalorian at least as being mm. alive. Yeah, and well, yeah, so I would and again, at the end of Rebels, this thing happens where he goes away along with Ezra, so there's a very good chance they could come back. They don't, you know, it's kind of a to-be-continued type thing almost with those characters. Uh, so I'd be very surprised if he doesn't show up in Mandalorian, you know, because that's mm-hmm. kind of a big name to drop. I well, think the reason I, why... While we were talking about this, I looked up on like, is there a series planned for him yet? Because I, I wouldn't be surprised if like this became like the Thrawn series, you know, after or whatever. Something. Well, like I do that. know that uh, and I think, did Timothy Zahn write the new Thrawn books? I have to go look that up, I'm not sure. He's not the original ones. Uh, yeah. But I think the reason why they didn't do Heir to the Empire and the books that people kind of assume might be episodes 7, 8, 9 was because of the fact that there was such a backlash overall from people about the prequels, about how this wasn't my Star Wars. And if you look very much uh, aside from Last Jedi, especially Force Awakens, it's almost beat for beat like the original Star Wars. Yeah, it is. It of is, course, it is. is a new it's hope boring. again. Yeah. <laughs> it's a new hope again. And so, for good or for bad, however you feel about that, because some people are like, "Yeah, I get what I want," and some people are like, "I wanted more," and then they gave them more with Last Jedi, and they were pissed and wanted the old again. It's like there's there's no pleasing Star Wars fans and DC fans are the worst, their own worst enemies. Uh, so, I think the reason why they didn't go with that was because they realized there was a backlash against the prequels, and they wanted to make money, and they wanted to make money. I yeah, they paid four billion dollars for this new toy but they also wanted something that would you know people like hey I, I want I want my old Star Wars when I was 10 years old in the theater seeing this so do I think the story of Heir to the Empire in that trilogy could have been a better second sequel like the, the you know well the sequels I think there's a lot there that could be that said The Last Jedi is my favorite Star Wars movie and that will be the hill I die on and I'm really really glad we got that because that did take everything we know about Star Wars turn it on its ear and say no fuck you you're all wrong you don't know what's going on and that's one thing I really really enjoyed about that and also the whole of maneuver which is one of the greatest moments of cinema ever mm-hmm. um, but no I, I also see where, where Todd's coming from as far as you know this this character is a really interesting character and sometimes it's nice having the mystique of not knowing where they came from and I like using mystique because it's also another X-Men reference and she's <laughs> right just keep piling on. it on another yeah. blue skinned person yeah yeah. yeah. I mean and, and also so. like Star Wars has done so well in giving the backstory to characters with the, the prequels as well even the Brian Young is yelling at us from yeah. somewhere and it actually was kind of fun for him to, re- to mention he met <laughs> Uh, he met General Anakin and didn't, re- and he never realized that Darth Vader was uh, mm-hmm. Anakin, Anakin nowadays. Well, but, but no one realizes that, right? Like, not until Luke sure. turns out. No. Yeah, I mean that's that's the whole thing is that like no one knows that. He's except Anakin. yeah, the Emperor really. Except for the Emperor, but other than the mm-hmm. Emperor, no one else knows that Vader's Anakin. Yeah, and, he, and it was funny because of all the people, I thought Thrawn might have gotten it, but then he only saw Vader one time. And but I did like the fact that he pulls the Death Star out of his ass and he's like, "Where did you hear that?" And he's like, "I put it all together." Yeah. yeah. Okay. I've one question and then we'll wrap this yeah. up. Yeah. Of the new three films, did anyone else really want Finn and Poe to end up being in a relationship? Because yes. I wanted yes. those two to date so bad. Like I was shipping yes. that hardcore. Okay. Yes. 
that's just okay. So I'm not the only one. Great. Well, it's uh, not as if it wasn't like hinted at nonstop. Like he's oh, wearing his yeah. goddamn jacket. Yeah. So, oh no. I, that's why I was like, please just kiss at the end. Yeah. Like, kiss. Damn it. Please just kiss. The thing that Finn was so underused. One hundred percent. Poe was underused. There was a lot of actually interesting characters that were underused. That's the problem. No, we just got. Yeah, we can talk about. We can have a whole episode of why the third sequel, Philip, yes, sucked. So, and why J.J. Abrams ruins everything. Well, there's actually, if if you want to go read about it, John Boyega, who played Finn, uh, did this. It was right when the Ray Fisher stuff started happening with DC. He he Uh did a big thing about the fact that his character was supposed to be bigger, and then Disney kind of played it down because they didn't know how having a person of color would, in more of a prominent role, would affect the box office, and I think they're specifically worried about international. Yeah, because sure. China doesn't China particularly. Yeah, China was, and it's a big movie going company or country, and yeah, there's a lot of money to be made overseas in that. Yeah, so that's there's a lot there, and obviously with Ray Fisher and all the shit about Joss Whedon coming out. Uh, oh, the newest one apparently is that he threatened Gal Gadot's uh, career. career if she didn't say or do certain things. So really. Oh, yeah. Joss does not come out well after that investigation. And it is Jeff Johns. Oh, that's Jeff slightly better, but slightly less bad. How about I'll rephrase less bad? Less bad, yeah. But Joss does not come out well. Joss is, uh, yeah. Um, Joss has always been a problematic feminist. Yes. Really feminist? Yeah, I mean, I think part well, of it. In hindsight, no, but I'm saying he's always been kind of the one like, well, she has to be beaten down before she can be powerful yeah. again. Yeah, I mean, just oh. look at the first season of Buffy. Yeah, I mean, because they were talking, yeah. I remember them talking about that before, like, all this Me Too shit came out about Joss. Uh-huh. Like I remember, we were at the, um, we were at one of the panels. I think it was Deborah Jensen because she's one of those people uh-huh. who's brilliant. And no, it was. It was I was there. Amazing. It was uh, yeah. The problematic Where she was just like, stuff. yeah, yeah, yes. the problematic stuff. And she pointed that out, like as a quick aside, like as if everybody knew this. And I was like, I'd never thought about that. But and then all this shit came out about Joss Whedon, and like I think part of the problem with the Joss Whedon situation is he was held as a feminist to a certain extent, and was sort of like, oh look, here's this guy who's trying to make feminist stuff and has you know female heroes, and then ends up being a total fucking asshole. It's like sort of being really let down by you know who the guy was supposed to be your hero you know i mean i guess he was like a pseudo feminist i I, I understand that but like from a pop culture standpoint he was touted as a feminist type thing you know i mean the win inverse was really popular for a long time it really was and and to quote uh a prequel you were the chosen one um anyway (laughs) you were supposed to destroy the the dark system i just watched episode three Uh um because i when it first came out i actually really liked it more so because when anakin finally went bad and when he killed all the younglings and everything, and that mm-hmm. like one scene, yeah, where you, he like looks super like you had the hot for up the and bad guy. I gotta tell you, man, <laughs> I love that. Uh, I, the, I think, the, okay, uh, the no that he screams at the end of the movie <laughs> as Vader might be my favorite thing ever just because it's just so like when the movie came out I was working at Suncoast Motion Picture and so it was either play a movie that was recently released or you had to play those stupid promo DVDs mm-hmm. and I was that like, was a blockbuster too yeah fuck you I am not watching that same 30 minute thing. I was like I can't do it so we would have and it had to be a new release so when, so when episode 3 came out I would open the store and it, I would just have episode 3 playing on a fucking loop all day because I was like I would rather watch this, this. than watch this other bullshit and um, I've never laughed so hard in my life than it's like no at the end it's wonderful um, and honestly it might be one of my favorite movies of Star Wars if only because it's so unbelievably insane 
thing. Um, and you were the chosen one. You were yeah. the, and it was just like, and then my my other favorite part is when she, when Padme has the babies and just like by happenstance, Luke, Leia, and then she dies, and it's like really mm. that's it. There was no other <laughs> like they, they the names didn't have any meaning. You never heard about them ever before, and then just as she's like giving birth, it's like it's a boy, and she's like Luke, and then she's like it's a girl, Leia, <laughs> and that's it. And yeah. It was like okay, that's really just like let's slap dashes here, and just be good. So it's wonderful. Anyway, I. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> that said, I feel like I need to watch strip tease after this one and just so like it's the same caliber of thing. The only person that actually acted in that movie was Ewan McGregor. Like everyone yeah. else was just cardboard. Like, and that's why Ewan McGregor is going to get his own series. Yes. And no one yes. else will. And you know what? Actually, no, Hayden Christensen is going to be in it apparently. Oh, that's unfortunate. Well, but here's the thing I think Hayden Christensen is a good actor, with a I good think, director. Yeah. Yes. When he has somebody that, that isn't an idiot, he could probably, he actually is a good actor. It's the same problem with Dana. Jumper didn't suck. What? The movie Jumper didn't suck. No, it didn't suck. And I still go off the fact that Life is a House that he did before. Oh yeah, that was a good movie. It was a great movie. Yeah, it was he was movie. great in it. So it that's, just That's really... a deep cut though. There's not a lot of people who know Life is a House. I love that like, movie. I mean, Adam, you're a fucking film critic. You don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I also love Kevin Klein, so that's the other reason yeah. I watched it. And he was in a show way back in the day on ABC Family called Higher Ground that I also watched. And he was wonderful <laughs> in that too. I mean, it's very soap opera, teen angst, whatever. But, huh. you know, we also love James Vanderbeek. So, like, you know. You know what? Here's um, the thing. I tried watching Dawson's Creek on Netflix or whatever it's on recently. Yeah, I couldn't do it anymore. No, you okay. I, I only watched season three because it's mostly Pacey. And uh, Pacey's the only good character. The okay. whole Joey Pacey thing is amazing. No, if you want to see... I really like James Vanderbeek and Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment oh, 23. I was just saying that, yeah. Dawson to the moon! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he is fantastic. And see, that made me love him as an actor and slash person because if you can be in a, in a TV series where they're just constantly making fun of you because you're James Vanderbeek and you yeah. are and you James Vanderbeek... And you're, and you're Dawson? Go for it. Go for it, yeah. yeah. I mean, but here's so the thing. happy about that. That's what revived Neil Patrick Harris's career. Like, he does that in... Uh, White Castle, White Castle and yeah. all of a sudden like he's on fucking like he has a career again you know yeah it's true hey, good for him I'm actually because yeah. he did that then he went on and did of course How I Met Your Mother and then he won a yeah. bunch of Tony Awards for uh, yeah. Hedvig yeah which so. honestly anyway. Todd I know you don't like that movie but I think if you went and saw Hedvig live you'd enjoy it a lot more oh yeah and and the revival that they did that No Patrick Harris was part of was brilliant on a lot of different levels there was some like the fake programs that were on the ground are still some of my favorite things ever uh, Heart and Locker the musical really, yes they did a really good job with it. I yeah. will... Because, see, Todd, the way the, the musical works is that you're actually at a Hedvig concert because he's going after Tommy Gnosis to, like, perform next to him. So you're mm-hmm. watching a concert. You're not watching a movie or a performance. You're like, the, the story comes in between the songs. Yeah, like, but, just but the, they have the to have a stage that, for some reason, has been abandoned. Yeah. So but the, the bad show that hearing... happened was Hurt Locker the musical, and so he... Mm. They, they sort of hint at him giving the theater owner a blowjob to get the sp- 
space for the night to be able to uh, yeah. to do the show. Basically. So I just one... watched Tag on a flight with that's Jeremy Renner. That's a great I've movie. I've never too. seen it. It's, so it's amazing. It's really fun. It's so good. I saw the text. I just have never seen it's it. It's better than his music career. We'll say that. Oh, very sure. Like, the, the brilliant thing about Tag is it is an action film with no guns, which Dude, is impressive. It calls back to so many classic movies. The yeah. Predator sequence off the golf oh, course yeah. is pure classic. <laughs> I mean, you just watch all of this thing, and I'm like, I love John Hamm. I've enjoyed yeah. John Hamm and everything he's yeah. done, and this only solidifies everything. Yeah. Is Go it, watch Tag. You know the first thing it, I ever... Oh, go ahead. Is it Nick from... Um, yeah. New Girl. Yeah, uh, yeah, from, yeah New Girl. from New Girl. Yeah, he's, he's in there, in too. It. Yeah. yeah. He's well, he's really good in this, and even uh, Jeremy Renner. And yeah. I mean, I, I, as I watched Tag, I was thinking, oh, look, it's Jeremy Renner and John Hamm. Like, the town was yeah. going through my head. And then I watched this, and I'm like, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. So, so yeah. I, I, just to go back to the whole Hedwig thing, um, keep yeah. in mind that that John Cameron Mitchell is also the one that did the film for uh, How to Talk to Girls at Parties. Oh mm-hmm. yes, yeah, we we did we discussed that was <laughs> horrible. Well, he also so, did the, 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 the I short just movie too. Yeah, but yes. like, don't judge the musical on Hedwig the movie because I liked Hedwig Hedwig movie, but he spent years on that. But let's be clear that like not everything he touches is amazing yeah no but the, the one thing i will say about the 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 hedwig re- revival because they were on the stage of uh kurt locker the musical was they do play a snippet of one song from that musical and it's called when love explodes and i <laughs> oh, just that's very nice and there's a great part where uh, he'll come down. He'll come down, and when he does "Sugar Daddy," he'll come and like give someone like a lap dance. But there's a great. I saw it with my ex, and we were sitting in front row. It was like an anniversary present type thing. And there's this part where he like drinks water and spits in the audience, and just spit all over him, and he just drenched head to toe and like spit water, and it was just it was hilarious. So yeah, it's if you can get a chance to go see the musical when we can finally do things again, go and see it. And it's being done can... by so, a good theater company. Yeah. We... Cool. Uh, let's get Lana some food. So yes. um... uh, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, Lena, what's your grade? Uh, for me, it's a C. I, I, or, well, B minus. I really like the character of Thrawn, but everything else around it was mediocre, and the art was mediocre. So, yeah. Okay. I'll counterbalance that with a, a B plus, I think. I'm on the other side of it. I, I mean, yeah, is, is it the best thing I've ever read? No, but I enjoyed it. I had fun. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, having no context of the books or um, of the animated series, I haven't gotten to that point in the uh, in the Clone Wars TV series either. Um, I really enjoyed it. So, uh, Mr. Todd. I'm going to go with Lena and give it a B minus. I mean, what they what it could have been is too many dips of the well to like a Hannibal Lecter type character, mm-hmm. and it's not quite the fifth visit to Hannibal Lecter. So yeah, so it's a B minus. The art was not great. Okay, and yeah, so that's where I'm at there. Oh, um, and Mr. Adam. Uh, so I'm going to go with A minus. I really really enjoyed it. It's <laughs> uh, there. Is it perfect? No. And I think everyone here brought up some really good uh, some some things to discuss, and the art's one of them, and a lot of other things. But I had a blast with it. I love the character. I do think they did him justice, and I I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I want to read more. Uh, awesome. So next week we are reading the Poe Dameron comic. I, I know it's about Poe Dameron. Um, I do know that I read the first issue, and you do me his parents because they were both starfighters in the Battle of Endor. Oh, that's right. I have read the first issue of that. I remember that. I remember. I oh yeah, because I read that digitally well before it came out on trade, and I bought it. But and I really feel like they fucked when the Death Star exploded. I don't remember though. So oh yeah, maybe. So he's a Death Star. That was maybe. on this. Extra special edition. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Great. Uh, so anyway, that star blew up, and all these kids were born nine months later. <laughs> if I didn't already have a handle on something, Death Star Baby would definitely be one. That might be my <laughs> DJ name, Death Star Baby. Death Star. Death Star Baby. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, anyway. Cool. Well, thank you for joining us. Lana, let's get you some food. Uh, We will see you next week for uh, Poe Dameron. And we will see you all later. Bye. Bye. See those balls dropped. See? (laughs) (laughs) 